spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome, fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big bang up. Wherever there's a hang up, you'll find a Spider-Man. Welcome back to the Watch Series Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. Uh, we have Devin and Mike, as usual, and we're back with the movie review. So, of course, we have Rashani, and it's the MCU movie, so Big Mike came out of the cave. So, what's going on tonight, fellas? I think we should start with Big Mike, because, you know, you made him sound the most important. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I think Mike, Big Mike is very important, too, especially when it comes to MCU. I... Uh, I seed all statements and thoughts to him directly. Yo, Big Mike, he meant you. What's happening? What's going on, guys? I could come on for non-MCU movies. I guess Mike just doesn't like having me on. That is not true. Yeah, that like, is on Mike. Sharing this that podcast. is on Mike. That is not true. He doesn't even tell you about the other things that we're doing. He doesn't care. That's true. I mean, that's why you don't know that Mike's going to own a sex, a sex robot really soon. I never so. said I was going to own a sex robot. This is the new theme of this show, I swear. What shitting on Mike? I'm pretty sure that's not new. No oh. sex robots. Uh, yeah, that has been well the last two weeks. Um, we are here to review uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and like all our reviews, of course, there's spoilers. I've been, I've been, I had people reach out to me and say that we spoil stuff um, without warning sometimes, and so <laughs> yeah, I, you I did put that disclaimer. That. Yeah. I understand. I used to put the disclaimer, then I just stopped, and then I realized I forgot that, like, you know, people you get new listeners every month, and so <laughs> some people didn't know what we used to do. So uh, we will be spoiling this movie. But uh, following the events of event, following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. This was directed by John Watts, starring Tom Holland, Sam Jackson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zendaya, John Favreau. Marissa Tomei, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all right, let's start with Rashani. Uh, what would you think of this film? I saw it twice so far. So far. And um, I bet you think that's going to make me say this film was, like, amazing and all that good stuff. And it was good. It was good, but I, I thought the first one was better. Um, I okay. put this one right alongside... Uh, Doctor Strange in movies that were good but weren't like oh my god moments there were moments in it where I was like this is what I was looking for but by and large I think it's because to quote Dennis or Denny Green Mysterio is who we thought he was exactly and yeah. so that entire first part we're just waiting for Mysterio to screw him over like it, it... Mm-hmm. and then the more I watched it the more I realized the syndrome was Mysterio. <laughs> and so then I started thinking about the Incredibles. And then I started comparing stuff to movies that I saw. And this movie, like, honestly, Zendaya was the MVP of this movie. 
Yes. Uh, or else Jake Gillenthal, like he did a really good yeah, job too. Good. Honestly, he was really good. He was really good, but he's always good. Like low key, he's always good in his movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the it just the laughs were maybe it was the theater I was in. Right, I went on Tuesday and then I went again on Saturday, and in both theaters I was literally the only person in the theater laughing, and that just oh, seemed, that's weird. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, like it was a quiet theater, and that'll change the whole complex of a movie. Damn, whole frame of a movie. Um, there were. It was good. Hold on, hold Let's on. Let's go to the next person. Hold on. I'm Spider Man's my favorite superhero, like one of them. So I'm literally sad to say that that it was it was good. Did you know that Jake Gyllenhaal was in the Blame It on the Alcohol music video? No. What part? Hold on. Get the fuck out of here. I'm looking at his credits, and it says Jamie oh. Foxx featuring T-Pain. Blame it. I'm going to find it. <laughs> he was also I'm in Jay-Z. He was also in uh, Jay-Z featuring Beyonce Part 2 on the run video. Hold on. What is going on the here? Fuck? What is going on? Yeah. Who the fuck is Jake Gyllenhaal now? Like... Uh, well, Jake Gyllenhaal is the person I wanted to be Batman, by the way, in Marvel. Yeah, that would have been great. It, now it's not going to happen, but I thought he would have been great as Batman. Uh, Big Mike, what would you think? Uh, I thought it was really good. Uh, like, kind of walking out of that movie, uh, I've kind of felt this with, like, Captain Marvel and, and a couple of the other recent films. Like, this is, I guess, what we can u- get used to for, like, the new standard for, for the Marvel movies. Okay. Like this is not like it is a floor, but like it, it this is the new standard. Like I don't think Marv like Marvel's gotten so big and so popular and, and so good by now that there's not gonna be any like ah oh, that one just kinda sucked. Like this is they're all gonna be unless like at least all the standalone movies are gonna be just good quality movies that are very entertaining. And then obviously like the big collaborations and, and bigger movies are going to be the holy shit that was amazing kind of stuff um, and i mean and if that's the standard that you're going to get i'm i'm fine with this I'm, being i'm cool with that yeah 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 because yeah. everything I mean, can't be avengers endgame because if everything exactly. is avengers endgame then there's no avengers and i think endgame. that's what it was is that this one can't no that wasn't it i'm not even getting it a pass like that yeah, no, and it, I thought it was very, very good. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was really funny. Our, our theater, we saw it opening night. Our theater was laughing at all the jokes and seemed really, really into it. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I just thought it was a, like a good quality movie. Like, I think those those days of like Thor: Dark World and for me Iron Man three are, are kind of done. So, yeah, we're not. I'm glad you said that because movie. nobody else ever seemed to hate Iron Man three or dislike Iron Man three. Oh, we shitted on that movie. Oh, oh my god, I, that was my least favorite. That's that's like, bottom of the barrel for me. Yeah, it made no sense to me how bad that movie was. <laughs> and here's—I will I, say this though: I, it's hard. I don't think I don't think Marvel's made any bad movies. When I say bad movies, I mean like Rashani and I have done a lot of movie <laughs> reviews in the last couple of years. We've seen some bad movies. We've seen some stuff. Yeah, we've seen some bad movies. We've seen and outside of our movie reviews, we've seen some bad movie like superhero movies. None of the MCU movies are like. I don't think any of the MCU movies were Venom. Not a single one of them were as bad nah. as Venom. Not a not even close to as bad as Venom was. I don't think and a single a, one of them was bad as Suicide Squad. Or the guy close. that I used to hang out with, um, 
put it as succinctly as possible, like, okay, Marvel has been around for t- 10 years. And in that time, they put out umpteen movies, and the only bad ones you can really think of off the top of your head are Thor. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and Thor The Dark World. Thor. Yeah. Everything else has been at least a B to a B. I don't know. Yeah, a yeah. bad MCU movie is a six and a half. Like, I wouldn't yeah, say, okay. a th- I would not say Thor or Dark World is like a three or a four or a five. It's like no, a six. I, you know it's how like a six and a half, six. Yeah. Like, Thor or Dark World is not like a three. Like, Iron Man 3 had some stupid parts that didn't make any sense. Iron Man 3 was not like a four out of ten. It wasn't no, like that. No. It was like a six out of ten, maybe six and a half. But like these other movies we we watch, like we've given out twos, threes. When we we did the retro Half review for Fantastic Four, that was like a two. Like we did like those are bad movies. And so I think what Marvel I think the the gift and the curse of what they've done is that they've set the bar so high that like sometimes, you know, they're gonna make a movie that's just a seven and a half out of ten. And for people like Rashani and us, and well, not to me call Rashani, but people like us would be like, yeah, that's a good movie. It was fine for what it was. But for like a lot of people, you know, the nerds that we see on the internet, they're going to be like, oh, that movie was so bad. It was so horrible. I can't believe, you know, and all that stuff because, you know, they're so used to such high quality um, that they kind of bite themselves in the foot. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Um. I liked it a lot better than I liked Spider-Man Homecoming. Most Me of the too, time. Mike. Thank you. I didn't. Well, I also didn't like Spider-Man Homecoming that really? much. Yeah, not at all. I actually just. I mean, I, I was home by myself July Fourth, and I watched it again. And I. I, I mean, I, it was kind of the same sort of the. I like this one better, but it was like it was good. It See, the reason I didn't it. like Homecoming and I like this better is because in Homecoming you. He's never, like, swinging around the city. He doesn't do any Spider-Man stuff. He, he's totally dependent, which I get. So now that he has the character development where he's self-sufficient, he's, he did everything I wanted him to except for, like, be in New York. <laughs> I don't know why in the, in the MCU they love, they love taking him out of New York City in the MCU. I because don't know why. The, the character isn't there yet. We're, like, he's not there as far as... They no, have I see what Mike is saying. Mike wants people. him to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, he keeps talking about being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, bro, you're never in the neighborhood. You're, like, all over the place. I'm kind of cool with that, though. I, I, I've kind of just gotten so desensitized. Maybe it's because I'm from New York, or it's just like, why do you got to blow up the city every single <laughs> Like, it's popular. I, I, was, I was ready for a change. I mean, I'm, I hope they come back think, to it and do just more straight Spider-Man I stuff, think they but... will, but, like, I think it's because they are just so terrified of repeating anything from the original That's movies. That's what they're, I'm trying to say. They're being That's too bad. different about That's it. That's true. Like, put them back in New York. I don't care about the cast or anything. I mean, it's going to happen, but the I mean... Only, the only things I want... No, but you, you... We'll talk about it, but you saw the after credit scene. So we know what the next movie's going to be. Oh, at least we have an idea of what the next movie's going to be. Right. And that's going to be more of what you're talking about. No, that's a valid That's yeah, a valid concern. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that. I know that. our other roommate is afraid that Sony's going <laughs> to hold him after uh, this the contract is over. Well, yeah, um, they can do whatever they want, but they would be stupid. They would be ridiculously stupid to be like, you know what, Marvel? We kind of want to do this on our own. Like, they, Marvel it doesn't get a penny from this film. None of it. All the money goes to Sony. They get some credits. They get some producers. Like if you, the people who work for Marvel get paid for working on the film. Obviously, 
and they get some credits for the film. But they get all, no box office. They get money. no box office money. It all goes to Sony. So Marvel's essentially just making Marvel Sony money too, hand over fist. And if Sony was going to be like, you know, we want to take Tom Holland and put him in this stupid Venom universe, then <laughs> they would be morons. Uh, Devin, what'd you think? Um, it, I enjoyed it way more than I uh, enjoyed Homecoming. Um, the only thing I liked about Homecoming was Michael Keaton. It might keep being a great villain uh, was the only thing Homecoming really did for me. Uh, and Zadana being um, Mary Jane. Um, so it was great. I love Spider-Man, the uh, animated series that used to come on Fox. Um, and that's where I was introduced to Mysterio. Um, and the, the, way that they, the way that they're able to make this comic book and move in cinematography go together so well so that everybody can enjoy it. somebody that hasn't seen uh doesn't read comic books or somebody that doesn't um familiar with spider-man they can join in and and, and have all the fun that somebody that re- reads the comic books and saw the animated series can enjoy it um it was literally my favorite mcu movie um as far as just a whole movie together not like um standalone you know like as far as this is the reboot of spider-man for me like you know homecoming was cool but as far as me getting back to what a spider-man movie is this was great and uh, i'm excited to what the future holds for uh tom hollis and spider-man and we we gonna have to we're gonna have to take a second and, and talk about all this homecoming hate that i'm hearing right That's now what I was gonna say. It. well because it say. doesn't make any sense to me where all this is coming from all this angst Homecoming. I, like homecoming I mean, y'all act like Homecoming didn't come after these Spider-Man where Venom got killed by him ringing a bell. Y'all are acting like Homecoming didn't. <laughs> sure, come. No, no, you're right. The no, there are people on Twitter who was, who was still old. say those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies are better than these two movies. And I'm just like, have y'all watched those two movies? Like they're not. Like I'm not even talking about the time frame difference. I'm not even saying oh the CGI is better. Of course, CGI is better. Now. I'm not even talking about that. If you watch, if you look at the writing of those movies and how the characters are written compared to how Spider-Man is written here. And that's what I was going to bring up for Devin bringing up the animated series. I think what's happening to a lot of people is that a lot of people's familiarity with Spider-Man comes from one of two or three things. Either those Andrew Garfield films, those Tobey Maguire films, or the Spider-Man animated show from the 90s. And those are people's reference points for Spider-Man for the vast majority of the, a large majority of the audience. And so what you're seeing in Spider-Man Homecoming and in Far From Home is Spider-Man from the a comic book, from the original Spider-Man, the Spider-Man from the 60s, late 60s, when he was a teenager and in high school and then going into college. Because all the Spider-Mans we've seen in modern years has been older Peter. We've seen college Peter. We've seen young adult Peter. Even in the Spider-Man animated show, he was out of college. like He was already a reporter, like all of that. Whereas in the original Spider-Man was him in high school, having these relationships, dealing with the kids. Like, and this, these films are playing on the original Steve Ditko, Stan Lee Spider-Man books. And I've actually read some of those. And it's very true to the character. And it's what got Spider-Man super popular to begin with. And so Marvel's calculation is we're going to make these movies to get these young people into this character the way that the young people in the 60s, in the 70s, in the 80s got into Spider-Man 
and that way we'll keep building that for a new future. And so when you watch these movies from that perspective, it makes total sense because we're not watching grown-up Peter Parker. And so the other thing is, when you watch the Sam Raimi films, Spider-Man is presented as this, like, like this nerd that everyone picks on that nobody likes. I thought he was a good Peter Parker. Yeah, but he's but he but he wasn't because that's not Spider. That's my point. The right that's not Spider Man was never that dude. Like, it, you, if you watch those films, you would think Spider Man was just like this outcast, like kind of right nerdy kid who didn't have any People friends. People love Peter. Yeah, Peter like, had yeah. a whole bunch of friends. Peter was just smart. All, all the hot girls dated Peter. All of them, like yeah, in did. the comic books, like Peter was not like this dork that he was presented as in that film. And so people's a lot of people's reference points are those films, and they watch these films, and it's such a stark contrast. And so they think, oh, those films came first, so that must be what's right. When in reality, what we see in now in the MCU is much more closer to the actual character Spider-Man than what we saw in those Sam Raimi films. And those films were fine for their time. But to compare them to Homecoming and Far From Home is pretty insulting. In er- in er- um, I mean, if you had told me, I mean, if y'all had sat there and said, I don't like Homecoming because it wasn't as good as Enter the Spider-Verse, you could have had an argument. Mm-hmm. But y'all I mean, are literally, wait, wait, wait. Y'all are literally comparing Homecoming to the cartoons, which were able to be as close to comics as possible because they're based sure. on car- their cartoons. Yeah. This is this is a reboot that actually makes sense. Like they're not going into the origin and all that. They're showing him as a kid who literally just wants to be a teenager, but he's forced upon this thing. Like without even having to say, with great power comes great responsibility. You see that in every move he makes mm-hmm. in that movie. When he sees Michael Keaton as Liz's dad, I have this movie on digital. I have it on. I have it on my iPad. I watch it like. Twice a month, probably. It's my new Scott Pilgrim and Kill Bill. Okay. But when you see the angst in his face, it's like, how do I confront somebody where I'm trying to date their their daughter? And you literally see it like, should I just let this go because I like Liz that much? It all plays out perfectly. Tom Holland plays a perfect Spider-Man. Perfect. And the fact is that the quips, the 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 talking, the everything, that I, I've never been to New York. But he made New York, he made Queens seem alive in Homecoming. And the characters they had in Homecoming made Queens seem alive. So, um, by the way, did you know that the the owner of the store that got cut in half in Homecoming was also the muscle on Queen of the South? Um, (laughs) Okay. So, it's, it's just... I loved Homecoming. I, I mean, thought it was incredible. It's not a bad movie. Like, I liked Homecoming. I'm not like, but I mean, I just enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed Homecoming. And, and fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I, I just no. But to act like Homecoming wasn't a good movie. Oh is no, kind of no, weird. Great, yeah. But like yeah, I, said, I, I get a lot. Well, the general consensus yeah, the same, like, is the only that thing this, I liked about the movie was Michael Keaton and all that. I was like, wait, what? Like, do we see the same movie? The general consensus <laughs> because is because the this, last movie that came out before this. Had Dennis, had Dennis Leary in it. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. The general consensus is that this film is better. It had Dennis Leary and and Emma Stone playing a teenager. Like, isn't it? Emma Stone is but great, look, but she's well. Let's think. She wasn't playing home. a teenager. Far from home for me. No, go ahead, Rashani. You there? She's not made to be Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. 
You there? Yeah, you're breaking oh, up. You're breaking. Am yeah, I okay. breaking up? Yeah, yeah, you're breaking up. Am I still breaking up now? No, you're good. Okay, cool. That was weird. All right, I thought I thought you were breaking up. Something was weird. Okay, my bad. Um, all right, so I have a few questions for everybody. Um, so, Mike, what did you think about Mysterio? And Jake, what did you think about two part two part question? What did you think about Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio? And then what did you think about Mysterio's role in the like in kayfabe, like in the movie? Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. I think the, the two Spider Man movies have done a fantastic job casting their villains, and the villains Michael Keaton and Jake Gyllenhaal both did a really good job. I think that scene where the two scenes where he like he's like having those illusions and he's like trapped was probably some of the coolest things I've seen in the entire MCU. Just in that one, yeah, that like, awesome. in those two moments. That was really good. Um, and I, you know, as much as I, I've been saying, I really want to see his iconic villains, and they're doing a good job of making the lesser known, like, the lesser, like, appealing ones. Like, the ones that really can't stand alone unless they're in the Sinister Six, like Vulture and Mysterio. They're doing a good job of making them pretty formidable. Um, although I still want to see the the big iconic, I'd love to see the Sinister Six one day with the the full roster with even some of the like, That's going to be forever. That's just going to take too long. Yeah, but I, well, I think it'll Well, it. Sony but was planning I, I on like making it. a Sinister Six film, but we'll, you know, we'll see what the hell they do. <laughs> yeah, but is it going to be in the MCU? Well, you know, so here's the thing, Sony. Is, so, so if you watch the credits in this film, uh, Amy Pascal was all over those credits. And yeah. she's basically, this is, I don't mean to be insulting. I mean, this is kind of an insult. But she's basically Sony's Kevin Feige when it comes to the Spider-Verse and how they're doing everything and putting everything together. And so they wanted to be known that, you know, they had a big, they don't they don't want people to think, oh, this is all Marvel and none of us. They wanted to be known that no, this they wanted to be they want people to believe that oh, this is a collaboration. This is us working. But it is together. definitely one hundred percent all this. was you can tell the creative vision of this was Marvel and not Sony. If you've watched any of the Sony films, with the exception of Into the Spider Verse, you can tell that what there was a difference. Um, so, Big Mike, uh, speaking to what Mike was saying, here's a, another question. And I'll ask every, actually everybody can chime in on this, but I'll start with Big Mike. Do you think that Mysterio is dead? Or dead. do you think it's an illusion? See, that's that's kind of what I loved the most about this. I mean, there was a couple things I loved the most. But one of the things was just that. Like, you never really know which... Like, you never know which F- Nick Fury you were seeing. Like, you never knew which Mysterio you were seeing. Like, I, I don't I don't think he's dead. Um, but I was, like, kind of left questioning like what actually what happened, happened? happened? Yeah, like, yeah. i mean i know he used that that peter tingle to uh to kind of stop him <laughs> which i thought was funny but it's funny uh, all the time yeah but that I mean, was awesome by the way. i didn't i didn't know like when he was shot like what he was shot by i'm assuming it was by the drones but like you, you never really know exactly what happened i don't i don't think he's dead at all though um Devin. uh uh, are, we, are we talking about how, how I felt about Mysterio? Were we, what are we, what are we talking about? Like, do I think he's dead? Oh, no, I, I don't think he's dead because uh, it just makes it perfect for the next movie because I feel like he's the last, the, the footage of telling what happened and who, who Spider-Man is. Uh, so I really think he's still alive and it's, it's, it's even better for the next movie. 
All right, and I have an even better question for Rashani. Do you think that – okay, so Charmaine brought this to my attention, and I was already thinking this when I saw the film, and then she brought it up, and I was like, okay, I guess a lot of people – and somebody else saw, I saw somebody else say this online, so I, I was like, I guess a lot of people are thinking this. So at one point in this film, we saw it in the previews, and then actually we see it more in the film, where Stereo says, oh, I'm from Earth 8, blah, 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 and this is Earth 616, and blah, blah, blah. But he it turns out that he's lying, and well – it ends up turning out that he worked for Stark and that his story wasn't true. But, Rashani, do you think, one, that he was from another Earth? And two, do you think, if no, if not, do you think that, how the hell do you think he knew this was Earth 616? Do you think he was just making shit up? Oh, shit, what happened? Rashani, are you there? I literally typed it. I'll be right back like oh, two minutes ago. I didn't even see that. <laughs> and I just typed back. I was on the phone with my mom. You're going to have to edit all this out. And since you're doing that, sub Stephanie. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> do you, oh man, I wasn't even looking at the chat. My bad. Uh, do you think that uh, two questions? Do you think one that um, that Mysterio was actually from another earth and that he came a long time ago and started working for Tony Stark? And two, if he wasn't from another earth, how the hell did he know this was Earth 616? Or do you think he was just making up anything that he could say? That nigga was making up whatever he needed to say. But kudos to them for going all the way back. Like, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't in that movie. He wasn't in that movie way back then. But Peter Billingsley was. I remember him. I remember him being in that movie. And that was dope that they brought him back to sh- to play that role. Are you talking um, about the guy who Obadiah yelled at? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I would like to say that Mysterio is either dead or either not dead or dead, and that dude's going to be the new. Mysterio. I think he's going to take over. I think. Yeah, oh, that dude. That's what yeah. I. That was what I was going to say. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. I never thought about that because because he's all he's all an illusion. You don't yeah. have to have him there. So that's true. Like. This way, if you have, because let's let's be honest, Mysterio was unhinged to his own team, and his team was probably like, yep, can't have that. So <laughs> let's have somebody who's not going to try and murder us while we try and murder everybody else next time, shall we? So I think Peter is going to have a bigger role, but Jake is still going to be around the movies because he's going to be the outer vision of this illusionist. Um I think that he's not from another planet. I think that he was from here. Um, I think that he just knew what to say. Like, he made something up. Um, the old boy wrote the script. Uh, one, yeah. one of those guys wrote the script. And he made sure to give him credit. So, yeah, I think that, that like, I think, and, and also the more and more I think about it, the more I'm certain that if Nick Fury had actually really been on Earth, he wouldn't have fallen for any of that shit. Absolutely not. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> that was you know the funny thing is the Nick Fer the Nick Fury reveal at the end, that didn't uh, I I kinda figured that out. Like there was some things I was surprised about in this film, but that one I kinda figured out early in the film because um I just watched um I just watched Captain Marvel not too long ago and I remember him saying like no 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 everyone calls me Fury not Nick. And so, and the first time you see him, Maria Hill's like calling him Nick or whatever. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, Nick, Maria Hill would never call him Nick. That's so weird. What is going on? I, I didn't know he was a scroll, but I was just like, something's not right here. Is this? A, I thought it was an illusion. I thought it was one of Mysterio's oh, illusions. Oh shit! No, you're right. Because like, I was okay. like, why would he call it? Why would he call? It? I didn't know it was a scroll, but I knew it wasn't him. Him uh, at that point. Um, oh shit! But that, that's mind blowing. The post credit so, scenes think- of this movie were the best post credit scenes in the entire. Episode. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get yeah. to that because there's a lot to talk about there. So here's the thing: I actually think that I think it's possible that we could have another like Thanos situation, and I say that meaning. If you remember in Avengers 1, right, like, Loki was being manipulated by Thanos to come down there and do stuff. And so I think it's entirely possible that there's some big bad that's manipulating, that was manipulating Mysterio to give him the idea. Because because we know that, here's the thing, we know that this is Earth 616 because if you remember, wasn't it one of those Thor movies when that old man was like, Figuring out that there's a multiverse and that this is Earth 616 or something like that. And so, like, the idea that there's a multiverse and that those things happen is entirely possible. Um, and that somebody just gave him that information and he just made up some bullshit to go with it. Or, or you know, um, he just made up some information to go with it. And uh, this is just... Spider-Man learned that he needs to grow the hell up and stop trusting everybody so much. Yeah. And scene. Yeah. Well, you know, Facts. that's true, too. Or he could actually be from another Earth and came a long time ago. Just started working for Tony Stark. You know, there's that, too. But That one is the stretchiest stretch that I've ever seen. That, <laughs> that Of all of the theories you've ever came up with, and you've had some good ones, that one is absurd. <laughs> All right, Out of all of them, that's the one that was just like, that's too much. That's fair. I, I also enjoyed this more because we got more Nick Fury. I mean, now that Brain is blowing my mind with that fucking scroll shit, because that shit is real. And uh, <coughs> damn. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I just love anytime I get Samuel Sam in a fucking movie. And like he had lines and he was doing shit like you ghosted me. Like that shit shit was hilarious. Like Big Mike didn't get his motherfucker, but you know. One day wait. you might get it. Wait. I don't think that's ever going to happen if they weren't going to do it in a... He said it and this wasn't on camera. He <laughs> no, he finished it when he came back. By the way, I'd like to point out that when I said my theory earlier on a previous episode that they would all come back to exactly where they were, uh, I was totally right. And a ton of people died because whoever was on an airplane or a boat is definitely fell to their death or drowned unless they reappeared on that boat or plane. That boat is not, or plane is not going to be in that exact spot. That it's not going to be in the exact spot, but they could just be in that spot. In- That's okay, true. I, I like the whole blip idea. That was that was that cool. Was so oh, call it the blip. Mm-hmm. But 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 Brad, can we talk about him for a second? Yes. Who's Brad? The Asian guy. Ben. 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 Was it Ben or was it Brad? It's Ben. Brad. Which one? Oh, um, the the Asian. They came back. Ben. No, no, he no, didn't it was come Brad. back. He was always there. No, it was, it was Brad. He came back. Yeah, Mike. I mean, Rashawn was right. It was Brad. Yeah, the little boy's brother. His he, name was Brad. Devin, let me, Rashawn go. Oh, that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, his name was Brad. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I feel like he's yeah. like twenty, right? I'm crazy, but it's like I, I, him. I couldn't. I couldn't. And it's because isn't he the dude from? He looks like he may not be, 
the guy, but he looks like the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. He is. He is. There's no way you're going to convince me that he's a high schooler when he's a guy from Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> that is him. <laughs> that is definitely him. That's true. That was the other issue I had was casting. I love Crazy Rich Asians, and I was just sitting there like, they are not going to pass this dude off as a senior, are they? I they mean, are not. He came back ripped, man. You don't know what he did during the uh, blip. He was out here getting it. He obviously failed because it was five years later, and they said that he was a freshman when they first got there, and now he's ripped. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, Oh, I also really like seeing JB Smooth in this movie because I'm a huge yes. JB Smooth fan. I love JB Smooth. I like, seeing a punk yeah. out, I like seeing him punk out the other teacher. Like, I'm, I took an Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. That is my dude, man. That is always going to be Leon to me from Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. And it is the best. Uh, For me, it's always he's always going to be. Uh, uh, Pootie Tang Free? No, no, the frog from Black Dynamite. Listen and learn, Black Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I love JB. That was a good casting. That was a surprising casting, but it was good. I was glad to see him. I hope they keep him going forward. Yes, me like, too. They can get rid of the other science teacher. Um, Big Mike, I'll I'll get you to some of the uh, relationship stuff. What did you think about <laughs> uh, the Betty and Ned funny relationship? <laughs> and then what did you think about Happy and May? Uh, well, first things first. I, I mean, the other. I mean, like I said before, my first favorite part was that motherfucker oh, was born yes. in 1986. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Now, my main favorite part of this movie was the fact that it did such a good job of reminding you that this guy is 16 years old. Like, yeah. we, we see him as this superhero, like an adult, but he's just like, I just want to be a 16 year old boy. Like, and, and I like thinking back to when I was 16, and like, there's no way I would ever want to be some sort of superhero with all that responsibility. So, I, would. I, think, I think they did a great job of. of showing that to the to the audience um but that whole ned and and that like that relationship was hilarious because that's what happened a million times yeah that's what happened oh my gosh like we met today she's the best we're we're in love and then three (laughs) days later they're like you know not really i knew that was gonna happen (laughs) oh yeah you you saw it coming but i i love that because it i mean it was also like a like that what what was it when they were in Prague when he's like I'm sorry like I'm spending so much time with my new girlfriend but like it's just this is how it is now so you got to get used to it so I, I thought that was hilarious so Ned mm-hmm. so for those who don't know and I don't know if you guys know or not but Ned leaves in the comic books is the hobgoblin uh, yeah so do you guys think at some point in no. these films he's going to be the no. hobgoblin I don't think I, they're going to not be unless they do like they did with Lavender Brown in, in uh, Harry Potter and suddenly make a white person or a black person white they're going to have to change him out because the hobgoblin and this sounds horrible and I apologize he's slim I like, think we're all slim. I think we're all thinking it yeah he's <laughs> like he's like super slim there's no way that they'll be able to Put Ned into that into that uniform or into that that persona, unless they had him do like Mysterio and had a robot controlling, which wouldn't be the actual character. It would be a deviation by what Sam Raimi did with his punk ass shit. <laughs> oh, see, this I, I don't mean to get started on this. I think we went into this on the Homecoming review, but like the the, the thing that made me most mad about those Sam Raimi films is that 
They made Spider-Man's webs organic. And some mm-hmm. people may say, oh, that's such a small thing. But to me, that is such a big thing because the right. one thing you see in this film and the one thing you saw in Homecoming and the one thing that's very consistent with the Peter Parker character is that Peter is smart. A fucking He's genius. a scientist. He's smart. He figures shit out. Of course he built his own web slingers. Like, of course... Like they had, they played the scene for like a reminiscence, a reminisce scene when he was on the plane and Happy was looking at him like Tony, and he was doing the whole thing to computer like Tony does it, and that was like really cool and touching. But it also is like, yeah, Peter's actually really smart, and he would be playing with this shit and figuring this shit out and making his own suit and stuff like that. And the Sam Raimi films, just like he was a dork. I think that was like something that I was really missing from all the other appearances of Spider Man in this whole series. Was like that because you you got the feeling that he relied so heavily on Tony Stark tech to like be any sort of superhero, but like seeing him in this kind of realm making his own webs and making his own suit and stuff like I thought it was a really big part of this character that needed to be like fleshed out. Right, and you hear you hear him like going to his 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 rabbit hole when he's talking to Mysterio about where Earth he's from and. Yeah. Like he just he just went down the rabbit hole so quick, and like people were like, "What the fuck is this kid talking about?" And yeah, this, this you whole see time, genius. This whole time, I'm like, this is just a normal ass kid, average dude who just so happened to get these superpowers. Like, no, he's he could be the next Tony Stark because he's that smart. So Rashani brought this up earlier. Uh, now I'll go to Devin. Uh, what do you think of Zendaya as uh, Zendaya as MJ? It it, it makes everything her. The way she plays the character makes you interested in Mary Jane instead of, like, in the other movies, like, this woman is just here to be a damsel in distress and doesn't really have any really meaning to this character, to this story. Um, Exactly. She's witty. She's funny. She's, you're like, you're like, does she know something the whole time? You're like, yo... Does she know that Peter likes her? Does she like Peter? And like, she's going along with the Brad thing. Like, it, it was like, it was really good. And she became a focal point, a part of the story that you wanted to know more about. So she's great. I love how they allowed her to figure out who Peter was. Instead yeah. of, like, that's such a, that's like a small thing, but that's such a big thing to me in these superhero films is that, like, the people who are closest to you, especially the women, they always play them to be like so surprised. Like, I can't believe you're Superman. Or like, <laughs> no, but like, like Lois Lane was always the one that pissed me off. I'm, I'm glad in the newest tellings in the comic books and in, in live action they've done this. But I'm like, Lois Lane is supposed to be like this smartest shit, like this super reporter. reporter in the city, and she doesn't know that Clark Kent is Superman. Like that is so insulting to her intelligence. And so I hate when they do that. Um, but in this film, she was like, oh, you're Spider-Man. And it's so good because, yeah, of course she figured it out. Like, you, you saw her last movie noticing that Peter was leaving and doing shit. And then you saw her in this movie noticing that shit. So, of course, she would be the one that, you know, because she actually likes Peter. So she's paying attention to Peter. So she will notice that this shit is happening and figure it out. So I thought that was really, really uh, well done. I think that uh, it's a sign of how great she is in that role that I have yet to hear any white teenage males complaining about her being in that role. Yeah, you heard a little bit before, like when she first got casted. Got cast, yeah. But since the movies, no, you haven't really heard it because she's been great. 
And guess, she's killing it. And guess what happens when she she at some point she's going to do the red hair. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Well, why aren't they giving her the real name? Because she's a different telling. She's not Mary Jane. She's why? A, that's the only issue I have. Because she's not. That is Mary a good Jane. question. There's really nothing to stop her from being that Mary Jane. Well, because they didn't want. Okay, I, I think her I, name I, isn't I, even Mary Jane. But I mean, it's no. the same way that Nick is, or that Ned isn't the Ned from the cart from the comics. I guess maybe. No, but Ned has his name. Well, her name why in the movie is Why is just, she Michelle and not Mary Jane? Well, in the movie, she's MJ. But we know that she's Michelle. I think what it is is the Mary Jane character is like the supermodel music person. And they just wanted to make a different character totally. And so they just gave her the same initials but a different name just so they could make it seem like it's a different character. I get what you're saying, though, Mike. That makes sense. But I think they just wanted to have a totally different character. Because to be fair... She does not act like MJ in any MJ telling. Like I guess the most recent MJ, like that you see in like Invincible Iron Man when she was working for Tony, was kind of similar to this character. But um, none of the MJs in the past. And here's the thing: if they wanted Zendaya to be that character, she'd be great at that too. Like if you wanted her mm-hmm. to be supermodel, like singer woman, she would. I mean, that's who she is. So it's like. She would have been great at that as well. So I think they just wanted to do a new telling of the character, and I guess they felt like they needed somebody. They needed her to have a different name. Uh, my interesting part is that I am a Gwen Stacy stan, so I just that's the one thing I don't like. I like I would have loved them to do Gwen and had her be Gwen Stacy instead of um, MJ, because to me Gwen was always Peter's true love and his first love. And so it's always weird that she kind of gets erased. Uh, always did. And all these movies, she's been erased pretty much, yeah, except the except, Garfield movies. Except the Garfield yeah. movies, yeah. She's just been erased. Uh, so there's that. Okay, so let's get to these after credit scenes. So the first after credit scene um, is Spider-Man is swinging through the city, which was great. You know, Mike, Mike, didn't that feel like the Spider-Man video game? Yes, yeah, it did. That's what I've been waiting to see for so long. It felt like you were playing a Spider-Man video game. It was so cool. She's swinging through the city with MJ, and they land, and he drops her off. And then on the big screen in Times Square pops up J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, No one else can play that role ever. Uh, Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is great. And they updated the character. So because this, because, you know, Marvel's smart, instead of him being like, the newspaper guy. No, 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 no. He's Alex yeah, Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he is InfoWars man, which is exactly what J. Jonah Jameson would be if he was real. He would be in 2019. He would be InfoWars man, internet TV show man. The only unrealistic thing is that somehow he would get on the, like Times Square Times television. Square, yeah. But, you know, that's not entirely unrealistic nah, in today's he's J. world. J. Jonah Jameson. He's like a kind of New York local celebrity. And so he gets up on there and he goes, and of course he's a big fan of Mysterio because he hates Spider-Man. And so he's like, oh, I got this uh, exclusive footage of Mysterio. And Mysterio's like saying like Spider-Man's this menace and he's the one that controlled all these drones to attack in England. And then it kind of cuts up when he's trying to say who Spider-Man is and you think, oh, they're not going to, they're going to save it. And then, no, no, no. Then it comes back and he goes, 
Spider-Man is Peter Parker. They show his picture on the screen. <laughs> it is crazy. That was like, watching that, I did not see that coming. Because most of the after credit scenes are just like, oh, these are little interesting, cool things. But this was like serious, like plot-moving cool. shit. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll go around and we'll start with Mike. What did you think about this first after credit scene? Me or Big Mike? Mike. I, first of all, I I am I was when I saw J.K. Simmons, I think I, I was so happy. I was like, this is fantastic. This is I I love how in the, in the Garfield movies they just didn't know what to do about his casting, and so they only showed him through emails because uh, they just I feel like they didn't know what to do. So they handled that perfectly. They were definitely like everyone. No one's gonna care that we've reused him because everybody loves him. That's fine. Um. I thought it was bold to reveal the identity to everybody, and I also really want to know what Flash is going to say when uh, when he sees uh, that Spider Man is uh, Peter Parker. Um, That's money, yeah. But it was fantastic. That was. I think the post credit scenes were probably my favorite part of the movie. Wow. Uh, well, it's Mike. just so shocking. They were okay. shocking. That's true. That's very true. Big Mike, what'd you think? For me, uh, the only like real. Part that I was like real shocked by was the the name reveal. I feel like I, I guess in real life you could get away like get away with that first part pretty easily. Just be like, yo, this guy's whole deal was creating fake like CGI in real life. How would like this? How would that be any different? Like his whole he tricked the entire world into thinking that these monsters were real. Why would this very simple thing be any different? <laughs> like. I feel like that's a pretty easy. So illogical. That's so that. logical, right? I don't know. I, I just feel like if they really wanted to get get away with that, they probably could. But yeah, revealing the name was was definitely insane. Uh, like I'm pretty sure the entire theater audibly gasped or like, "Holy shit! How are they going to get away with this?" But I kind of liked it. Um, I think it will kind of play into keeping Peter Parker in New York. For the next movie and just being like, yeah, this is this is who I am. Like, I'm or gonna... he'll leave and he'll just be like, can't be here right now. Nah. Oh god, my god, don't do that. He'll he'll, he'll embrace that like Iron Man mentality a little bit more because it's pretty much the same situation except someone else outed him instead of him doing it himself. <laughs> Watch, he'll come out of the next movie and be like, I am Spider Man. No, he's not going to do that. Uh, uh, Rashani, what do you think about this first after credit scene? Uh... Um, I like J.K. Simmons. I've liked him since Oz, and I thought, that, like y'all have already said, he's the only person who can play this role perfectly. Um, I think they had to do that with the name and everything because in the comics they did it in Civil War. <laughs> I, knew I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> and since Civil War already happened, they kind of like got to get him caught up with what happened because... I just I just feel like now that in the villain that was at the end of the of, of homecoming in the in the extra scenes, I think it was Scorpion. Scorpion. Now he's gonna know exactly who it is. Like he'll see that on TV in jail, and so he'll be able to get out and come after him. And it's just gonna With lead to six. Yeah, exactly. This is all pointing right in that direction, which I'm excited for because that means they're finally gonna have a good villain. Fuck you, Tom Hardy. Fuck you, oh. whoever played him in the Sam Raimi movies. Oh, that I was want... the Topher Grace from that 70s show, Eric. Yeah, fuck him too. Here's what I want. 
here's all that I'm asking for. You do this, and I promise I'm happy. Sony, here's what I want you to do. Just stick to cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> stick to cartoons. Just give all yes. the characters over. Yes. Just give all the characters over to Marvel. You, you'll still make your money. Just stick to cartoons because I promise you, Sony, if you put together a, oh God, Maximum Carnage cartoon, and it's R-rated, and people are getting murdered over and over again, I'd watch that. But I'm not going to watch your movie where Carnage pops up because it's fucking PG-13, and it shouldn't be that way. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't think Venom 2 is going to be PG-13. Woody. I, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Woody Harrelson as, as Cletus Castle is fantastic Cletus. casting. I just it have is, no faith in them to make that good. None. Exactly. Zero. <laughs> Zero faith, despite the fantastic cast. That is incredible casting. And I think I have no faith in it. Uh, but, yeah, that is a great point, Rashani. Uh, Devin, what do you think? Uh, I just – I was ready for it. I mean, like you said, I already have in Civil War. I actually did read some of Civil War. But um, here's the thing. Rashani brought this up. So, in Civil War, they basically had – well, yeah, they had the Superhero Registration Act, so they called a press conference, and Peter came out and told everybody they Spider-Man. Here's the thing that people don't talk about, right? So right, nobody knows who Spider-Man is now in the comic books because, because... That nigga sold his soul to the he devil. He sold his soul to Mephisto so that he could get it covered <laughs> up so he could save his family, and it also cost him his relationship with MJ, which is yep. why he's no longer with MJ. They're not going to do that in this film. Any of these no, films, they're no. not going to do that. So I mean, whatever we happy if they did, it would be like no, <laughs> really. If they did that, it would be just so dope to see that happen. But in order for it all to come together, it would have to be like way off in the future. Yeah. So I know it wouldn't happen. That would but, be interesting to see how they play a Mephisto character in the MCU. Like that'd be exactly. wild. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It would be dope because if they brought him out, the next I want to see Mister Sinister. Oh, okay. we're gonna get Mister Sinister, Sinister at some Sinister, point. Yeah. Like maybe like back, seven, yeah. eight, nine years down the road, but yeah, I think we're gonna get. Can you imagine seeing Mister Sinister? You know, they. By the way, I hate getting in the Fox movies. They teased Mister Sinister in that goddamn Apocalypse movie. They did. They did. They teased Mister Sinister for what? They knew they were making Dark Phoenix next. Why would you even <laughs> tease him? So upset. By the way, at the time, at the time when that movie came out, they were making Dark Phoenix was supposed to be two films. So, at the time when they Which teased Mr. Fin- Mr. Sinister, they had no plans of doing Mr. Sinister. Because they had New Mutants, which he wasn't going to be in New Mutants. They had Deadpool, which he wasn't going to be in Deadpool 2. And then they had two Dark Phoenix movies. So, the next four movies that were coming out was not going to have Mr. Sinister anywhere involved in those films. So, what were you teasing them for? So I'm, so I'm sorry I got from that tangent, but yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I agree with everybody, what everybody said on that. And so, the second... Um, after credit scene was uh, Nick Fury and um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill driving in the car, and then the next thing you know, they go back to him and then they're scrolls. So they basically took off their shapeshifter, and then you go, "Oh shit, they were scrolls." See, and and that's you were saying how you had a theory, but you didn't. You weren't actually like you weren't sure that they were scrolls when uh, she was calling Fury Nick. I thought that they weren't who they thought they were when she was getting on him about how he got fooled. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think Maria Hill would have ever said, yeah, uh, he got fooled, then it really just made fun yeah. of him about it. But a scroll, the the wife of Talos would have. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So that was my moment. Yeah, Sorry, that's a good ahead. point. And so 
Then they're driving, and then uh, Talos calls Nick Fury on the phone. Nick is chilling at this beach, what you think Tahiti. is a beach. And it did look like Tahiti. That is true. It looked like Tahiti from <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That is a fact. And so he's ch- – by the way, if you're watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, oh my God. there is something so going good. on. Like something is going on here, and I cannot wait. But that's a separate conversation. Um, and so then – catch up. He's basically like, I'm sorry, man. We were just supposed to, like, give him the damn glasses, but then we got caught up with this whole Mysterio thing. We fucked up. My bad, my bad. And then the real Nick Fury is like, all right, then, uh, whatever. Get back to get back to work, whatever. So then they cut to Nick Fury, and he walks out of this room like the Star Trek. Uh, what was it called? The Star Trek. Um, Enterprise. No. What was the deck called? The, that reflection the deck. Jack. Hollow deck, yes. The Star Trek. He basically walks out of like the hollow deck, back into this big ass fucking ship of scrolls, and they look like they're preparing for something. Now, I have a theory. I have two Sword. theories about what this is. Yes, secret invasion. Maybe, but I'm more so with Rashani. But we'll start with Big Mike. The Big Mike and Devin read the least comic books on here, so we'll start with Big Mike. What did you think about seeing that last ex- uh, after credit scene? Uh. I was excited, but also very much felt like I was in the dark. I'm like, I'm, I know I'm missing something, and I feel like I should be more excited than I am. <laughs> uh, but I'm just like, I don't know what any of this really means, and I feel like I should. Okay. That was basically my mentality throughout it. Devin, what about I, you? I, wa- I watched the cartoon, so I know about the Secret Wars. Um, so I was like, okay. We're gonna get a Secret Wars movie, and that's gonna be so the you next thought one. this was Secret Wars. Uh, no, but I mean, like, I mean, you thought film, this was leading like, to Secret Wars? I didn't think that at all. Like, yeah, I mean, I think they can do it. I don't know if the next movie is gonna be Secret Wars, but I mean, they're they're having you mean, the like ground, the big, the next the big Avengers world. movie, right? Yeah, okay. they can they can leave the groundwork for a, the Secret Wars movies. Okay, Mike, what'd you think? I thought it was Secret Invasion, but I feel like. Like, those scrolls I don't think are going to be bad. Or maybe they will. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confused, too. But the biggest the biggest thing I would say is you got an army of scrolls and they're they're taking over people's bodies. It's it's whether or not Nick said they could. It's, that's secret war. That's secret invasion to me. Oh, yeah, whatever. That, my, All right. That uh, I'm more of Rashani, so I know what he's about to say. But what do you think about it, Rashani? Oh, we about to. Look, I walked out of that movie theater chuckling like not chortling chuckling to myself and just felt like the biggest nerd and it made me feel happy because i'm not that nerd i'm not that dude but look <laughs> god damn it look look niggas mike big mike and niggas look <laughs> look look here's what's about to happen this motherfucker you already got the as guardians of the galaxy out there you already got all of these niggas about to go into space, and meanwhile, mm-hmm. Sam Nick Fury is mm-hmm. about to create mm-hmm. sword and just bust out with the Eternals mm-hmm. on your ass, and it is about oh, like they're shit. gonna discover oh, the Eternals, and mm-hmm. it is about to be just so lit. Mm-hmm. Oh my sword god! Sword is sword. It's, for- it's, yeah, go ahead, Rashani. It's the intergalactic defense force that we have yes. to protect Earth. And when I you say know, the first thing they're going to find is the Eternals, and then they're going to find <laughs> there's this dude that knows a ton of Kung Fu. Like, it is so amazing what's about to happen. And they set up Phase 4 perfectly. That's why I was excited about that scene. 
For those who don't know, SWOR stands for the Sentient Word Observation and Response Department. Essentially, is what exactly what Rashani said. They're basically like shield for large cosmic threats. They're based in space on a big ass satellite headquarters, and they basically are there. They're essentially what like Alpha Flight is now with Captain Marvel and like the uh, Ultimates are now, but before that. And essentially, what they did was. They were there to protect from big-ass cosmic threats. So, like, when Galactus is coming, or the Celestials are coming, or other Eternals are coming, or, you know, the um, Leandra and the the, and the, Gal- the Gladiator and the, and the Shi'ar Empire. Anybody? Wait, 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 wait. Fucking Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. It's still floating around somewhere. Mm-hmm. And like, so- did we forget? That in Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2, she literally created Adam Warlock. So, of course, Sam Jackson, after Thanos, <laughs> after Thanos comes and invades the Earth from space and something so large that it could end civilization, of course, Nick Fury would be like, uh, you know, did, we're, we're not, this ain't happening again without us knowing some shit. So, of course, he would create... Um, something like sword but here's the here's the other thing that kind of ties mike's thing in did you know one of the first things that happened in secret invasion was that uh undercover scroll infiltrated the sword headquarters and blew that shit up to smithereens uh so you know seeing all those scrolls on what we might think is the sword headquarters is uh very very interesting stories eventually very, very interesting. So here's the thing. Marvel is confirmed to be at San Diego Comic-Con next week. Here's the other thing. WB dropped out and Sony dropped out, which tells me one of two things. Either one is benign. They just didn't really have anything to talk about. Or two, they got word that Marvel's going to drop some really, really big news, and they're not really trying to fuck with that. And so Marvel's going to be in Hall H uh, next week in San Diego Comic-Con. And I would imagine we're going to get at least – the phase four beginnings, uh, the beginning of phase they four, the entire they're phase, four. phase four at San Diego. Yeah. So I think we're going to get an idea of what's to come. I don't think they're going to name that next Avengers film because I think the name of the next Avengers film will give away too much. Um, but I do think we're going to get some ideas of what's to come. And I think, uh, Rashani hit it on the head. Uh, and, and Mike, I think, I think everybody's kind of in the right path, uh, pathway. Um, so this technically, like technically this was like the last movie in stage three, I mean, phase three, according to Kevin Feige, this technically mm-hmm. was not phase four. So no. the first phase four movie, I think is either going to be Eternals. It's probably, it's going to be Eternals cause Black Widow is going to be a prequel type film. So like the first mm-hmm. present, like the first, like I mean, Eternals is going to be set in the past too, probably, but the first like moving forward Marvel film that we're going to get is going to be Eternals next year in 2020. And so, yeah, we're we're going full cosmic, it looks like. So let's see what happens. Um, before we get out of here, um, we let, we got to score this film. So we'll start with Big Mike. What do you give this film out of 10? Uh, I'm going to go with an 8.2. <laughs> 8.2, I think it's. 8.2. That's fair. Mike? I think I think it's it was good, not great. 
But like I said at the beginning, like it's the new standard for for these standalone films. Okay, yeah, because I was about to say like this, all the little side things we could talk about: how great Sam was, how great Zidana was, how how uh, the blip can't hang, like all that makes it like great to me. Like just a great storytelling event. Like, but it's so not. Give it? Oh, I'll give it a nine. It wasn't. I mean. It wasn't Avengers because it can't be a perfect team because Avengers summed up everything, uh, had sentimental value, but like it, it was an, a, a nine. I definitely loved it. I loved it. Like I said, this is my favorite one as far as a whole movie put like together. Enjoyed it. It was, you enjoyed it the most. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Mike, what did you give it? I give it an eight. Why? It's kind of for the same reason that Mike It's not, it doesn't blow my mind. I think this movie was very predictable. Uh, you know Mysterio is going to be bad. You know he'll probably get MJ. No, uh, with the exception of the post-credit scenes, the movie was pretty predictable. Okay, uh, Rashani, what do you give it? Okay, so um, I think we've done this before. I think I've said this before, and it's always controversial, but I don't give a fuck. So let's go ahead and do this again. The number one Marvel movie of all time, in my own opinion, is Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Followed up by Black Panther, Endgame, okay. Infinity War, and then Homecoming. Okay. That's fair, too, by the way. It's not like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> this movie doesn't rank up with any of those, and yet it's somewhere in between number six and number ten. Therefore, I feel justified in giving it a 7.5. Okay. Um, if they had just hid the character a little bit better, or if they had hid just, Mysterio, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. once we saw the once once look literally as First, soon as folks yeah. saw the previews and saw Mysterio, we were like, oh, he's gonna fuck him over. Oh, like, yeah, niggas literally yeah. said they were gonna fuck him over from like the first time you saw him in the previews during like this like February. Like we knew this. Like, right after, right when they showed Mysterio, people were like, yeah, he's going to, and then the Syndrome thing started and all this kind of stuff. This was a good movie. It was a great way to close out the uh, Phase 3, but it's a good movie the same way, honestly, the Ant-Man was a good movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was just tying up that loose things. It makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And you just want, it's literally, to me, where Homecoming was something that was bombastic and amazing and it was a new experience and all that, Far From Home was a palate cleanser from the end game. Yeah, yeah. You're, that that okay, sums it up right. That's really good. That's fair. So, no. 7.5. Uh, I give it a 8 point. I give it an 8. eight no, 8.5. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, by the way, we forgot to mention this, but Marissa Tomei is 54 years old. And looking, she can get it. 50, and still has no ass. Fifty. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Also, 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 happy. Why are you macking on the woman that Tony uh, Stark was macking on? And Tony, why were you macking on Aunt May when you were married to Pepper? <laughs> I mean, she got that. She got that sway. She got that soul. Also, Yo, just for for sorry. those for Mike and Big Mike who don't know anything about this, you realize. Um, all the women from a different world are like in their fifties and still are fine. Yep. 
which is that which is incredible that they were on TV in 1988, 89 around that time, 90. You know like what that. else happened in 1988? Brad was born. <laughs> Hold on, I thought you said 86. 86? Was, the, was it 86? Yeah. Brad was watching a different world. <laughs> he was watching a different world with his parents. Bro, like, seriously. Like, yeah, he's an ageless beauty. Yeah, he doesn't, he, he aged well, but he didn't age teenager well. There's no way that you're going to put Peter. One funny thing that did happen in this movie, though, I do hey, want to real quick. One hilarious thing that happened in this movie was where uh, Flash was talking shit about this the airplane. Like, this isn't like the bus you ride on. And MJ <laughs> was like, he got blipped. So he's 16, not 21. <laughs> oh, that was good. MVP of this movie so hard. Yeah. Um, I, I Look, because I go to Regal, exclusively to see my okay. movie um and i saw men in black international oh um it was good i want to on it nobody else saw it i, I, I didn't saw it. It. No, I, I did y'all see a review on it yet no i didn't no, see I, just it. Thought, I didn't watch okay. it. i thought it was awful um i, I so, watched 45 minutes of it and about to like i can't watch anymore you didn't get so. the pony pony was hilarious um but men in black and then spider-man and then uh, Angry Birds Part 2. If I see all three of those movies, I get all three of them for free. So I don't have to pre-order Spider-Man. I'm happy about that. Oh, that's no, dope. I, it will be one of those ones that I would literally... I wavered on whether or not I was going to buy Captain Marvel. I ended up not buying it because it was inconsequential to the overall of the MCU. Understandable. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Far From Home is in that same vein. Like, it was standalone, but it had little merits that were connected to other things. But when you're saying the thing that connects to other things is literally in the end credits, then it's a standalone movie. Mm-hmm. The more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, I, I, if I hadn't seen this movie, I still would have been able to see the rest of these movies without any issue. That's the same way I felt when I watched uh, Captain Marvel. If I watched all these other movies. Well, I, I will say to... the thing about Captain Marvel is if you watch um, Avengers Endgame, if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, you'd be like, why Why is everybody so excited about her coming? Because yeah. you wouldn't know how powerful she is. You would just be like, who? I read the comics. I would have well, known. Well, you, yeah. But like the average moviegoer would have been like, who is this chick and why is she so confident that she can destroy Harpo? Thanos by herself? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. was hilarious. Um, oh, before we get out. Oh, also the yeah. other thing that gave him away was when she he when uh, Peter was like, "Can't we get Captain Marvel?" and he was like, "Don't invoke her name." <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, that's another sign yeah, that he was a scroll. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was so, another yeah. sign. <laughs> they were seeing yo, a lot of that, that shit, shit is mind blowing, yo. Because yeah. of course, because I was just enjoying the fucking that. film, and then like. That's real shit. Like I was like, why would he say that? Like, don't invoke her name. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo, oh, thank God. you, God. Thank, thank you, Brandon. Emerson. Like, because that would make so much more sense. So, oh man. All right, before we get out, uh, Rashani, what do you, uh, what do you got on the single simulcast this week? Actually, this week, Shante and I talked about breath Aryans. Who is that? Breatharians are people who say that they don't live, they don't need food to survive. Just hair. <laughs> what? Uh, hold on, hold on. That's hold on, what? Yeah, hold yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. We talked about it on the latest episode. It's really good. So, like, her whole mindset is, you know, she just... That's how she does. Just, just breathe. Just, just inhale the world. That's her whole oh. thing. Yeah, it was oh. great. Okay. Um, also, I started my new business, First Level Boss. So, if anybody's interested in podcast producing, editing, consultations, mentoring... Um, I don't know why it took you so long to do this. Jesus. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But no idea. yeah, it's we got that. I, I do that, and my services are pretty cheap because I'm a, a in-house shop. So whereas other people are charging like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Excuse uh, me, for, how much? Uh, mentoring, I charge twenty-five bucks. There's a place that charges like five hundred bucks for like production. I charge for podcast production. Yeah. What? So. I mean, there's a whole white woman on that has a commercial about her producing podcast. Listen, if I cared enough to have like great editing, it does. It's not. I don't want to say it's not that difficult, but it's also something that I don't need to pay six hundred dollars for. Like, yeah, no. I, like I could, but I could take the time and like do great editing. Twenty five dollars for it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I'd pay more than twenty five dollars, but yeah, twenty five dollars is a great price for that. But six, yeah, come on, dog. I mean, six hundred dollars. I love doing it, and I just, I just want to help people. That's why the name of the company is First Level Boss. Um, I'm not the biggest boss. I'm not out there trying to destroy people or or, or alter worlds or anything like that. I'm just trying to prepare you for the next step. Like after you fight that first level boss in any video game, you have all of the ideas and tools needed to be able to be successful. You might get other weapons, you might get other armor or something like that, but you have the ideas of all of the moves you need to be successful in that game. So because of me, you're able to go forward and conquer people. I'm that first level boss. Dope, so man. definitely go check hey, that out. Yeah. That is that is a long time coming. Rashani has helped me out so much in this show out so much. So if y'all like this show, a lot of it is due to his help. So go talk to him if you're thinking about starting a podcast. Hey, um, Big Mike, there's yeah. not another MCU movie for the rest of the year. So would you like to join us next month for actually is it this month? Hold on. Give me a second. It might be this <laughs> month. Uh is next month. Would you like to join us for Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> Black Superman. I think I think that's going to be up to Mike whether or not he wants to invite me on things. <laughs> oh, or, oh, or shit. He wants to hide me away for a while. I'm going to have to ask him. We'll I mean, be there. But but I would I would be honored. We'll be there. I am absurdly excited for that film. Me too. <laughs> I don't even know why, but I am. I, I can't believe it's because so it's gonna last. Yeah, it's just gonna last. It's whole- gonna be. I actually kind of want to. If Big Mike is down, I kind of want to show up to the theater like a little tipsy and just. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Do you realize that is gonna be a that is the Fast and Furious for, foray into the superhero genre? <laughs> that a villain literally has superpowers. He's black this super- is gonna be so ridiculous. I cannot imagine how ridiculous this film is gonna be. And I stopped watching the trailers after the first trailer. Because why do I need to watch any other trailers? <laughs> like I was. Uh, yeah, I watched one more because when I went to see uh, Spider Man this weekend, they had a different version of the trailer, and it made me even more excited for it <laughs> because the first one I saw was Idris saying I'm Black Superman and all that kind of shit. 
The second one I saw was Idris on his, I don't even know if it's AI motorcycle or remote controlled motorcycle, <laughs> but it showed him sliding underneath the fucking yeah, truck. That's the new one. I pissed. Like, literally, I am here for this movie. And if they are willing to keep the cars to a minimum and keep all the talk of family to a minimum, I will be an avid supporter because Rock and Jason Statham should have done this movie years ago. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I was like, oh, the Rock leaving the Fast fear, the fast series, that, that's not going to be as fun. Listen, they've added Kevin Hart and John Cena to yeah. Fast 9. That is going to be absolutely ridiculous as well. <laughs> like, I cannot wait to see those. Oh, films. speaking of Kevin Hart, I'm calling my pl- my space right now for uh, Christmas when we do Jumanji Part 2 or Jumanji Part 3, whatever it oh, may yeah. be. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, what about Big Mike, uh, the little kid movie? Uh, what, what is that? Oh, um, the, oh the, bad the, boys. That, the, bad, the Good Boys. The Good Boys, the good boys yeah. You got to come for that. I forgot about oh. that. That's going to be great. We got a lot. We got. Yeah. We still got summer movies coming up. So, yeah, that'll be good. So, definitely, um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you go subscribe to the single simulcast. Uh, hit up Rashani about first level boss if you're interested in starting a podcast or getting help with your podcast. Um, you can subscribe. to Yes, us. again, we do mentoring, consulting. You don't have to. We don't have to produce your show. I will literally listen to your show and write out a point by point list about things that may be able to be improved and things like that. And then we do a video conference where we talk about exactly what needs to be worked on. It again, it's just a consult. I don't want you to think that I'm trying to change your show or make your show into my own mindset. It's just. I want to help you be the best you can be before you go to that next level. Yes. So definitely hit him up. Uh, I know we have podcast podcasters who listen to the show. Uh, but you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast. So leave us a five-star review. We've been getting some five-star reviews, but they haven't had no writing. It's just people clicking five stars. We thank you for that. But leave us a little message. Uh, we really appreciate those as well. Uh, so, uh, thank you guys for listening and Rashani, Devin and I are actually going to do a shaft review. So that'll be out with this review as well. So, uh, make sure you check that out as well and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.